Welcome to the Parenting in Uniform podcast. My name is Claudia. I became a mom after 16 years of active duty service. That's when I discovered the disparity in knowledge amongst our military leaders concerning service members who are pregnant, postpartum, breastfeeding, and just dealing with military life while balancing families at home. I hope this podcast helps to enlighten us all on parenting while serving our nation. Hello, everyone. Today, I'll be interviewing Tammy Patton. She is someone who I met through La Leche League, and she's a, a leader for La Leche League, which is a wonderful resource for breastfeeding moms, um, especially a resource you can use even before you have a child if you're expecting or if you have a brand new baby that you've just welcomed in the world and you're trying to get accustomed to a whole new lifestyle of breastfeeding an infant. So Tammy, welcome. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. My twins are now 14, and then I have an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old. And I started going to allegedly meetings actually when I was pregnant with the twins. I knew it was something I always wanted to do was to breastfeed. To me, there just wasn't really any other option just in my head, and that's just exactly what I wanted to do. I started going to meetings when I was pregnant, and it became actually a good source to find friends and companions, you know, because being a military spouse and moving all the time, you don't really have your family there or friends that you grew up with, and, and it can get lonely. So I met other people who were also pregnant at the same time, and they became one of my really good friends, and it was a really good source for me. Breastfeeding wasn't so easy, though, because my twins were born small, and you know, I had my challenges, and La Leche League stepped up and, and helped me out. And we're free. La Leche League's free, which I think is great. You don't have to worry about paying for a lactation consultant. You know, they do phone calls or house visits. You know, we're here just to listen sometimes, no matter what it may be. And we're all trained and certified, and we're covered under insurance for La Leche League. You know, in order to be a leader, you have to have actually have breastfed your own children. And, and there are some qualifications you have to go through. But I think that's neat because I've lived in some duty stations where the local lactation support, they didn't even breastfeed their own kids. They bottle fed. And so when they were trying to help, they would actually ask me to come help because they didn't have that hands-on experience that we as elected leaders have to go through. So what is the difference between a Leche League leader and a lactation consultant? Well, the, the funny thing is, I mean, I don't know if you call it funny, but if you go back and look at how IBCLC lactation consultants came about, actually, the Leche League was founded first. The Leche League was, was founded by a group of moms, seven moms, who were having a picnic one day, and they realized that there was no support for breastfeeding. and and a lot of them were struggling to breastfeed their own children, and, and some had already breastfed their kids. And they came together and they created La Leche League, along with medical professionals, to help educate moms. From that, actually, became IBCLC with the Certified Lactation Consultant. The differences with La Leche League is we are all volunteers. We still have to go through the certification, but with a lactation consultant, usually you have to have some type of like medical background and so many classes in science, which technically I, I have because I have a degree in science, but it's just a different qualification. Mm -hmm. But with Lilletia League, you have to have breastfed your own child. And for two years, that's a long time. 
Not necessarily for two years. It really just depends on your experience. I think the good thing with Legend League is they want leaders who have had a broad spectrum. You know, we don't all have that perfect breastfeeding relationship. My twins came home on, on formula because they were so tiny. You know, so I did have challenges and I have one child that's tongue tied. So every one of us have different experiences. I think if they had like Lecture League leaders who all had that perfect breastfeeding experience that never had any any issues, then how would we be able to help other moms? I think that is definitely beneficial. I think it's important because um, it used to be that you would learn breastfeeding is not instinctual. No. You used to learn that as, you know, a hand-me-down skill from mom and grandma, but Mm -hmm. especially today, usually people aren't necessarily that close to their family or certainly those of us who are in the military, we're not close to anywhere where we grew up or where our, our normal support system is. Right. So having a resource like the Leche League is extremely helpful, and it was for me. And I know even like with my generation, well, I'm getting turned 41, but a lot of our parents in that age range, a lot of them didn't breastfeed either. I remember my mom telling me stories about how she went in with my brother and they gave her a shot and she didn't realize it just dried her milk up. Like she didn't, she didn't know. Not all of our parents breastfed their kids either. My mom breastfed me for, I don't know, I think six or eight months. And when the twins were born, I was like, mom, what do I do? And she said, I don't know. I just put you on boob and you just nurse. You know, and, and it's not always that easy. It is for some, but for, for most, not i think we we have this idea that like for the breast babies just suck on the nipple and and that's how it works and and it's not that's not how it works but we don't we're very quick to cover ourselves up in public you know we're very a lot of people are very modest you know and and i always say if you're in public (laughs) listen to your one talking (laughs) yep he's here (laughs) i always tell people every time you breastfeed in public you are helping normalize breastfeeding because you may be teaching that 10, 11 year old, those those younger kids, like this is normal and it's okay. And this is what our body's for. So for me, when my son was born, he was slow to regain his birth weight. You know, they want infants to regain their birth weight within two weeks, the first two weeks of life. Mm -hmm. It took him two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. And so I was go having to go into the clinic about every other day to have him weighed in and also go see a lactation consultant, which mm-hmm. here I had to go to Longstool, which is a 90 oh. minute drive away from where we're stationed. Oh. And I was just exhausted and it was really stressful for me. And she wanted the lactation consultant wanted me to do the whole supplemental feeding system, which includes the breastfeeding, pumping formula oh. all at once, you know, feeding every, was it every three hours? And it was upsetting my son because I was having to wake him up in order to maintain this really strict schedule. And all it took was me going to one La Leche League meeting and really just learning to trust my instincts, understanding that, hey, he is healthy. He's just slower to gain his birth weight. And in the end, the pediatrician said, yeah, he's just a shrimp. (laughs) So, yeah, but he's fine now. Yeah, yeah. Perfectly normal now. No issues at all. Yeah, so that was a huge one for me. And part of it was a lactation consultant has maybe a 20 to 30-minute window to see you, at -hmm. least here where there's just, you know, one person with, with, you know, just 
dozens and dozens of appointments a day trying to squeeze you in. And so, Mm -hmm. whereas you guys had time to actually spend with me and talk to me and do home visits and all of that, which was excellent. I think a lot of times people get stuck on the percentages of body weight. And don't get me wrong, all babies should be increasing on a scale for sure. But a lot of times we get stuck on that, well, I want my baby to be in the 90th percentile. You know, I, I went to this seminar and I read this book about percentages. You know, I'm a very small person. I mean, I'm five foot. You know, my husband's mm-hmm. mom is five foot. My mom's five foot. My grandma was five foot. If I was to have a, a giant baby, it would just kind of be awkward. That's just not in my genetics, you know. And the research that I had found was someone has to be at the two percentile and someone has to be at the the 98 percentile. And it doesn't mean that the person that's at the two percentile is unhealthy or the one at the 98th percentile is unhealthy. You know, we're all different. We all have different genetics and we all grow at different, at different paces. But I, I think it's, you know, just important to know that every body and every baby is different. Obviously we definitely want them to be gaining weight. And if they do have like a slow weight gain, there are things like as a leader that I would ask to see if maybe there's something that's that's going on with the breastfeeding relationship that's inhibiting that weight gain. A lot of times I just tell people, contact me. Like, don't wait till the last minute when your your nipples are sore and bleeding or your baby is like not gaining weight or not going to the bathroom. Like, don't wait. That's what we're here for. It's easier to fix it in the beginning rather than waiting three weeks, four weeks when there's already so much damage and, and issues going on. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I I don't mean to diss a lactation consultant in any way. They definitely have a ton of great resources and are able to help, you know, so many people. Just for me, um, you guys were the source that was the most helpful when I needed it. And and also, I just want to discuss how your meetings generally work. Um, Here is the last Friday of every month. I think we're switching it to a third Friday. It was the fourth Friday, and then we've kind of switched it to the third Friday just because of so many holidays and stuff like that falling on the fourth Friday. But, yes, the third Friday of every month. But right now it's all on online since we aren't doing really many home visits or in-person help, which I think is good. You know, we do Zoom chat, and you have to have a special password. And the USO helps us with that, um, helps us run it. Mm -hmm. But that way, you know, we're there to help. And it's usually, just a, it's usually a two-hour session? Um, I guess it really depends on how many people show up. We try to stay on for as long as we can. You know, if there's one, two, three people, that's great. I mean, sometimes there's there's more and sometimes there's less. Mm-hmm. So, so as far as the meeting goes, it's generally very laid back. You have mm-hmm. infants that are definitely present mm-hmm. and some older siblings sometimes that'll that'll be playing in the background. And there's always a theme, right? Like it seems like there's the first meeting I went to, we received some handouts on the composition of different mammal milk. So, you know, human breast milk versus had even like an elephant, bear, (laughs) cows, certainly goats and everything. And it was interesting to see what the makeup is between fat, lactose, carbohydrate kind of a thing. Yeah, um, yeah. But what are some, what are usually the topics? Um, we cover different topics from the advantages of breastfeeding to how to survive with baby at home and 
how to avoid difficulties, all the way up to how to introduce solids. You know, and I think the key thing to remember with the Leche League is that we are solely there to help you with breastfeeding. You may hear some parenting advice. We tell people, take what you want. You know, not everybody has the same idea on parenting, and that's great, but we're still there to throw ideas at you. For us, the number one goal is just to help you with breastfeeding, whether it's starting breastfeeding or, or helping wean, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I do like how people are always asking very different questions, yeah. um, unique to them, and, mm-hmm. you know, and definitely am able to learn a lot more because of that. Yeah, nice. Or they'll ask a question I don't even think to to ask, even though it's related to me, such as introducing solid foods or baby wearing or how to get dad involved, you know, how to go grocery shopping or how to sleep at night, you know, how to do date night with baby. We cover all different kinds of topics. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about breastfeeding twins? Because that's certainly, (laughs) I couldn't even imagine that. You know, it's funny because before I got pregnant with the twins, our first duty station, my husband deployed at the same time as this other guy. And his wife at the time had four children and the youngest were twins. And I told my husband, I was like, you introduced me to her because I didn't have kids and all her kids were crying. And I was like, you know, maybe we can become friends. And we did. You know, she's actually one of my kids' godmother and, and we're very, very close. And she actually was very beneficial with helping me learn how to breastfeed. But I just remember thinking, oh, she's nursing too. I don't know. I guess it just normalized it for me. But when my twins were born, I was induced at 37 weeks and they were still very, very, very tiny. Mm-hmm. It was a struggle. It's a, it was a struggle. I don't, I didn't even really know how to hold a baby, much less breastfeed a baby. And it just took a lot of, I got a lot of help, which was great from the Leche League. And my, my friends that had had the twins, learning to keep them on the same schedule, I think people have a tendency, because it is hard to nurse two at one time, is we'll nurse one, put it down for a nap, nurse the other, put it down for the nap. But then you're constantly repeating that. So I think the key was to keep them on the same schedule. If one woke up to nurse, you nurse them both at the same time, and you put them to bed at the same time. Just so that way I can have some of my sanity, too. And my husband was deployed until they were much older. So it was oh, yeah. just me for a long time. And you kind of go into survival mode. I always tell people when they're pregnant, you know, the mom you think you will be may not be the mom you end up being. Like, just mm-hmm. trust your instincts, you know, your motherly instincts. Your instincts will kick in. Do what you need to do for you and for your baby and for your family. hmm <laughs> my baby's pretty happy on his breast milk now good. yeah i think we did formula for about a week with a supplemental and it wasn't good for for me as far as the stress the whole mm-hmm. feeding routine that i was doing and i just settled into just relaxing and and feeding him how he needed to and he's mm-hmm. perfectly fine <laughs> yeah so, yeah so that was great i appreciate that I just wanted to ask, how can people find a Leche League in their area? Right now, I'm located in Germany. You can go to the Leche League International, and you can look it up online, and you can find the area that you live in and find a local Leche League group. There's also, you know, Leche League in the United States. LecheLeagueUSA.com, I believe it is. 
And you can go on there and put what state you live in, what area you live in, and find a local group. You know, we're everywhere. There, There's lots of help out there, and a lot of people I don't think really know about us. You know, we try to get our information out there as much as possible, but sometimes it's, it's difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of times here in Germany, I have people from all kinds of countries who are, are speaking English, because unfortunately I don't speak German, calling and asking for help. And then... One tip I remember receiving that I still haven't even read anywhere else when I was at one of the meetings, my son had, you know, when he was built, when he was hungry and just starting to feed, he had a tight fist or Mm -hmm. both his fists were just really tight. And then as soon as he unclenched and relaxed his hands, that meant he was, you know, had a full belly. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. You really do learn some great little tips. We call that Um, milk trunk and they just kind of like pass out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so does every duty station have a Leche League or could it sometimes just be in the local area? Unfortunately, not every area has a Leche League. I have lived places where I've started groups and then they have continued and I've lived places where groups have kind of like fallen apart. It just kind of, I guess it just depends on really where you're located. Usually the bigger cities, you know, I've been at Fort Hood, uh, Monterey, California, Fort Leavenworth, Fort Knox. You know, we've been, this is like our seventh duty station. And we've had the Leche League at every place that we've been to, I believe. So it, it's there. It's there. And a lot of times there are a lot of Leche League leaders that are military spouses. You know, so of course every you know couple of years we end up picking up and moving again. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I just, I think I just want to say, you know, for the moms out there or the expecting moms, especially if you're pregnant, you know, start doing your research now. Literally has a book we call it The Womanly Art of Breastfeeding. You can get it on Amazon and it's very beneficial. It's something that we completely go by. It's written by literally leaders with the help of medical professionals. Give us much information while you're pregnant, because once that baby comes, you're going to be a little overwhelmed and tired. Have phone numbers on hand so that way when the baby is born and you're struggling, like you have the phone number right there. You don't have to go and, and search for help. Like you already have the resources. Right. And the phone numbers. And are you doing home visits in the COVID environment now as well? You know, I was just asking about that. They said it's kind of up to us. Right now, I'm not doing home visits. I just want to make sure that it's safety of, you know, of, of everyone. As it gets better, then I will probably start doing home visits. Right now, I can do some Zoom chats. Uh, I've done that a couple of times with watching baby breastfeeding and, and doing some phone calls. I think if it becomes dire necessary, then I may look into doing some home visits. Okay. Just making sure that we, you know, try to stay as safe as possible for everyone involved. And also... You know, you definitely need to plug your business because you're also a fantastic photographer, which is how I met you initially. I wanted to have newborn photos taken. You told me you also did the maternity photos, which I never imagined doing. They came out so beautiful. Thank you. And, um, but, yeah, tell us about your business. Yes, completely not involved with the Electric League. Electric League totally free. But I do run a photography business, patent portraits photography. We were in Fort Leavenworth three years ago, and now we're here in Germany, and we'll be going back to Fort Leavenworth next summer. But I 
specialize in newborn and maternity. I also do family and children, but I have a whole studio set up so people don't have to buy anything for their sessions. They don't have to worry about it. I have it all taken care of. You can find me on Facebook. That's typically where I get my business from under Patent Portraits Photography. I also have my Instagram for my business is Tammy Patton Patton Portraits. Great. I'll put links into the show notes as well as Perfect. the Womanly Art of Breastfeeding book. Yes. Well, definitely. anything else? Do you want to add La Leche League International and the La Leche League um, USA attachment? That might be great for people that they can just click the link and find the help in their area. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tammy. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. You're welcome. Thank you very much. This podcast has no affiliation with the Department of Defense, nor any of the military units or organizations mentioned. This podcast is for information only. Statements and views made by guests are not necessarily those of the host, and no statements should be construed as fact or medical advice.